This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Talanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the North Wind. Explore dungeons, fight off monsters mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure, all in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at hyperborea.tv. Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's going to be a beautiful, cold day. And today, I want to talk about the big bad. Big, bad, evil guy. Now, this is a very specific kind of big bad. Well, in general, every I feel every campaign should have some kind of mover and shaker bad guy, so you have something to play against. But what about the big, big bad guy, the man behind the man? You know, the the one that's pulling the Moriarty, the one pulling all the strings. Now, how do you present this? You can present it quickly. You can present it slowly. I think slowly is best. Say there's other, there's other bad guys that do stuff or antagonists or whatever, but the the player should over the or the character should over the course of sessions figure that maybe all these are connected, maybe these have something to do with something else that somebody else is there's somebody behind all this and they will start investigating that eventually and they may come up with who is behind all this now what we do with that guy okay how does the gm go about doing this you can go for sessions you can go for campaigns without seeing this guy because it falls under what I call the Mr. Wu effect. And that is named after an anecdote I heard from Orson Welles, where he talked to, he was, he was talking about his role as Harry Lyman, the third man. He says, well, that's Mr. Wu. He mean, he says, see, there was a, there was a stage play at one time. This is how you do your bad guy or, you know, whoever prominent prominent character, and it had a character, Mr. Wu. But he never showed up for half the play. But everybody talked about him. Oh, what would Mr. Wu do? Oh, Mr. Wu won't like that. Mr. Wu, da-da-da-da-da. And at the very end of the first act, in the distance, in shadow, you see a figure cross a bridge and just stand there. And everybody looks over and goes, Mr. Wu! And the curtain comes down. 
The character is infamous without even showing up. This is what you have to do. Mr. The, the Big Bad's minions have got to somehow allude to him, or they can allude to him. I mean, even Conan Doyle did this. I think it was the Red-Headed League where um, I watched the Grenada version on TV with Jeremy Brett, where the bad guy at the end says, he mentions Moriarty, and the guy says, I think it would be wise not to mention that name. And so, ha-ha, there's a connection. And, you know, more astute characters will pick this up. So you have to basically seed the campaign with these little references. I mean, it's nothing you have to, like, agonize over, but when you come up with something, say you come up with a three-session scenario, you can seed it with little, you know, little little ideas, uh, little references to him. Now, let me also say that every venture doesn't have to be linked to this bad guy. It doesn't have to be. You can do ventures where they have nothing to do with it. You know, but, but that's kind of, you know, because it gives you a, it gives it a breather. It gives the char characters a breather. Now, the other thing you have to worry about is the fact that if you build up your big bad this way and you do get to the point where you reveal him, it better be something. You know, he's got to be, they've got to be worth all the hype. You've seen dramas, you've seen things like movies and stuff where they build up and build up and build up and then the guy shows up and he's nothing. I mean, that may be the point. That may be done for comedy's sake, but there are straight, but I've seen straight dramas that drop the ball that way. So you've got to be able to make him impressive and able to somehow go head to head with the characters. If not head to head with the characters, either in abilities or in resources, minions, other things like that. You know, because that's what they do. And he should be able to get away normally. I mean, if this is the big, you know, campaign ending whole scenario, yeah, he'll probably die. But that doesn't mean you can't bring him back in the next campaign or something like that. Remember Palpatine? <laughs> they thought he was dead too. So, you know, and there's always, you know, in comic books, bad guys always come back. So, you know, you've got to deal with that too. But you've got to be able to give them a run for money. And what I'm saying is, for that kind of buildup, for a bad guy, he's got to be memorable. You've got to make him memorable. And so it's on you. Either give him some great stats that can go up against either all of them or him and his lieutenants or whatever, or have like 50 millions he throws you know, throws the party so he can get away or you got some big machine or something like that. Look at James Bond films. The bad guys do this all the time. You know, they'll put him in a death trap or they'll have all these guys fighting him or they'll have some big machine that's going to, that they have to stop before, you know, before they can get the bad guy, etc., etc., etc. But I think you get the idea. Make him memorable. Put him in the background. Make him memorable. And try and stretch it out for as long as you can. 
don't over don't let him overstay his welcome but stretch it out for as long as you can and then at the right moment boom reveal him and it may not even be him there may be somebody behind him you can peel the onion back for as much as you want but i'm just dealing with one level of bad guy here yeah make him memorable remember that i gotta go start my day so if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else oldmangrognard at gmail.com or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. For single donations, there's my Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give it to me monthly. There's Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And for good shows out there, good podcasts, there's Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognarn Podcast, Roxy Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast, Daniel Norton at the Bandits Keep Podcast, Randy and Joe at the Biggest Geekest Podcast, Big John Allen Large of the Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So... Until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.